Hello and welcome to Penalty on the Podcaster Overtime, the weekly USFL predicting podcast this week, predicting week 10 of the 2023 USFL season, last week of the regular season. Also, just quick note, it's been a week since I should have done my Dalvin Cook episode, but I've been busy, so soon, on Sunday, hopefully, I'll be able to put out my combined episode about both Dalvin Cook and DeAndre Hopkins. Also, I have three new episodes planned. One is about the Rams. One is about the AFC and whether it's actually more competitive than the NFC. I certainly don't think so, but I'll do some research and see if it is. And then there's going to be one. It's kind of a surprise I did to that, but something I hate when teams do. All right. Now, starting, but before we start, a few messages. Number one, if anyone is a new listener, here's how the show works. I'm going to look at last week's slate of games and talk about each game. Then look at this upcoming week's slate of games, talk about each game, give predictions for score and outcome, and predictions for individual player player performances. Also, this is not gambling advice. I truly mean that, and I'm not responsible for any money lost gambling on things said in this podcast. Also, this podcast has no sponsors currently. If you would like to be a sponsor... Contact me with the email in the description. If you would like to contact me for whatever reason, questions, comments, whatever, my email is in the description. This podcast is available on YouTube, RSS Community, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. The links to all those will be in the description. Also, if you're on YouTube, please like and subscribe. Help the channel grow. It costs nothing. takes about a second, and you can always undo it if you change your mind later. Make sure to ding that bell or subscribe or follow on whatever platform you're on to make sure you never miss an episode. We've got some good stuff coming. So, let's start. So, in week nine, it started with the Michigan Panthers falling 19-7 to to the Pittsburgh Maulers. It was their first win. It was the Maulers' first win in a while. Both teams are at three and six. I think both are still in contention for a win for, I mean, a playoff berth. But, you know, the North isn't that competitive. If if a North team wins the championship, I'll be very surprised. The New Orleans Breakers beat the Red Hot Memphis Showboats team, ending their five-win streak, sending them to five and four breakers. Advanced to six and three. If the season ended today, the Breakers would be in the playoffs. Strowboats fighting for their lives, for their playoff lives in the South. Very competitive, but Birmingham has locked up a spot. Speaking of Birmingham, they advanced to seven and two with a win over the Gamblers. They, with a win this week, they will cement themselves as the top team. In the South Division, the Gamblers fall to five and four, but they are still in contention for that last spot. But if they lose or the Breakers win, they're out. Same goes for the Showboats. 
and then the stars were beaten by the generals with a surprise a sort of surprise generals advance to three and six stars fall to form five hercules mata alpha with the game winning strip sack of case cookies for entertaining game now let's get over to this week it's pittsburgh Maulers, new jersey generals and I'm going to, I think, say that the Generals are going to win. The Maulers had their first win in quite a while, but I'm not very confident in them. I'm doing it again. Two teams, three and six, coming off of wins. But I just have no confidence in the Maulers to actually, you know, Beat good teams. Not that the Generals are a good team, but I think the Generals will win this game. I think they they aren't a good team, but they're a better team. They have a good offense with DeAndre Johnson and Dakota Pukop sometimes coming in. Bowling ball Darius. Victor Cam Eccles Looper is a great receiver. Also, Paris Ford has been doing pretty well. Bit penalized. And then the defensive line, Toby Johnson, Kenneth Randall, and Hercules Mata'afa, as well as Bryson Young and Colin Hill rushing the passer as well. This is a good team that hasn't won maybe as many as they should have. Going on to the Maulers. Their offense is not as good. Troy Williams is not as good as DeAndre Johnson or Dakota Prukop. But their receivers have potential, especially Isaiah Henney. And Garrett Groshek isn't too bad. But Isaiah Henney has been doing really well this season. And so I'm going to give my predictions. I think Isaiah Henney will catch one touchdown. Then Cam Beckles Looper will catch one touchdown, and Darius Victor will rush for two kind of short touchdowns. Oh, another thing I really wanted to talk about with the Generals and Stars game. The irony of the Generals executing the Philly special against Philly. Different Philly team, and the Philly special wasn't exactly the same as the one run in Super Bowl 52 by the Eagles. But it was pretty similar. The Eagles was a direct snap to the running back, toss to the tight end, throw to the quarterback. This one was more of a snap to the quarterback, handoff to the running back, toss to a receiver, and then a pass to the quarterback. It was close enough that I'll call it the Philly special, but it was a really well-executed play that helped them win the game and just the irony of the Philly special against Philly is just perfect. Anyway, I do think that the Generals will win and finish the season 4-6. and six. And I think it'll be 24-10. to 10. And I think that will kick the Maulers out of the playoffs. A promising season in the start and then not so much. Okay, Birmingham Stallion 7 and 2 against Memphis Showboats 5 and 4. The Stallions don't have much to lose. 
Um, if they lose, New Orleans might be able to sneak into the top spot, but Stallions are in the South Division playoffs, and but they can eliminate the Showboats here and cement themselves as the top spot and have home field advantage. And the Stallions have been doing very well. They have a good offense, a good defense. Alex McGoo has honestly been doing better than Jamar Smith ever did. He leads the league in passing touchdowns. I've never been much of a Jamar Smith fan. I think he's a bit overrated. I think he forces it too much. I think I think everything he does, is all his throws are kind of forced. I think Alex McGoo is so much more natural, a better running threat. I think he is just a better overall player. CJ Marable has been a solid running back. And Jace Sternberger is probably the second best tight end in the league. Uh, second to the almighty Sage Surratt. He's not almighty, but he is the best tight end in the league right now. And it's interesting how the Breakers have gone from the best tight end in the league to the other best tight end in the league last year, Sal Canella, who won a an XFL championship with the Renegades. But a wide receiver, they have, their wide receiver core is a bit hurt. Dion Ken, Davion Davis and Myron Mitchell make up the receiving core. And the Stallions are my favorite team. And then... The defense has really been hurt by the loss of DeMarcus Gates, who was third in the league in sacks and really anchored the defense. But they have one of the best defensive players in the USFL coming back, Scooby Wright. He has been injured for so long, but now he has been named the starter for the Stallions at linebacker. Nate Hawley has also been doing pretty well. and But having Scooby Wright is just so good for this team. And I think, he'll, I think Scooby Wright will get three tackles and an interception this game. He's just that good shark dog. And then for the Showboats... They have Cole Kelly at quarterback, pretty good. They have Ezra Gray at running back. They don't have a lot of stability at running back. They've gone through plenty of running backs, especially Kareth White, who is pretty good, but he is now not starting. He's actually inactive. Ezra Gray will be doing it. And then... For the wide receivers, they have Derek Dillon, Vinny Papale, and Ryan McDaniel. And, yeah. Honestly, you cannot compete with Scooby Wright. He he probably would have won Defensive Player of the Year if he had been healthy. And now that he's back, that's huge for Birmingham. And I think Alex McGill will throw two touchdowns and rush for one and uh, C.J. Marable will get a touchdown, and I think it will end up being fourteen. It will end up being 
28 to 14 in favor of the Stallions. And I predict that uh, Cole Kelly will throw one touchdown. And now on to the next one. Breakers at Gamblers. Big playoff implications. None of these teams has cemented a playoff spot. Let's see. Let's take a look at these teams. Gamblers quarterback Kenji Bahar, pretty good at the running back. Mark Thompson leads the league in rushing touchdowns. At wide receiver, they have Justin Haltier, Redding, and Kiki Chisholm, who are pretty good at their positions. And they've been doing pretty good in defense and getting pressure on the quarterback. The Breakers offense is a high-powered offense with uh, led by the top quarterback in the league in terms of passing yards, not passing touchdowns. That's Alex McGoo, but McLeod Bethel Thompson. Their running back is Wes Hills, one of the best. Sage Surratt. One of the best. I think he still leads the. Does he still lead the league in rushing in receiving touchdowns? I don't know, but he is very good. Jonathan Adams and Johnny Dixon are probably the best receiving duo in the league right now. This is just incredible, and I think the Breakers are going to win. And um, the Gamblers coming off of a mistake-filled game where their defense really did well and forced a lot of turnovers, but then again, their offense gave up a lot of turnovers. And Montel Cozart did come into the game, but let's start this. I do think Mark Thompson will rush for two touchdowns because that's just who he is. He's the best running back in the league. But I think McLeod Bethel Thompson will throw three touchdowns. And I think Sage Surratt, Jonathan Adams, and Johnny Dixon will each catch one. And I think that between Jonathan Adams and Johnny Dixon, they will have 190 yards combined in the game. And I think that Wes Hills will rush pretty well. I think he will have at least a 90-yard game. But this gambler's... Defense is pretty good. I think it'll be 24-17. to 17, And I think the Breakers will win. And for the final game of the week, Philadelphia Stars versus Michigan Panthers. Really, playoff implications. It doesn't really matter. The Stars, they're not good like they were last season. And... They have a good offense. They have Case Cook is at quarterback, at running back, Dexter Williams. Isn't Matt Colburn and a wide receiver, Corey Coleman, DeAndre Overton, and Devin Gray make up a pretty solid receiving core, but there's no Chris Rowland in that, and that can be quite an issue with his injury. And their defense... Isn't too bad, but they haven't done very well. And the loss of Channing Stribling is crushing to this team. But 
Now, looking at the Panthers' offense, their quarterback is EJ Perry. Josh Love is not going to be playing. He is inactive for this game. Their running back is Reggie Corbin, and they're going to have Stevie Scott the third back at fullback. And they run running back and fullback on their depth chart for wide receiver. Joe Walker and Trey Quinn do pretty well. Trey Quinn is the best receiver on that team. And then they have the best, one of the best defensive players in the league. Probably the best, probably going to win defensive player of the year. It's Breland Speaks, one of the best right now. But I do think the Stars are going to win because of their offensive ability. I don't think Reggie Corbin can rush for one touchdown, but I think that Case Cookus will throw two touchdowns and be sacked three times. I think Breland Speaks will get one sack at least. And I think that DeAndre Overton and Corey Coleman will both catch touchdowns. And I think it will end up being a kind of close game, but like a 20 to 10 game. Anyway, that's all that there is. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Again, none of this was gambling advice, and I'm not responsible for any money that was lost gambling on things said in this podcast. Um, once again, we are currently in between sponsors, so if you'd like to sponsor this podcast or contact me for whatever reason, my email is in the description. This podcast is available on YouTube, Spotify, RSS Community, and Google Podcasts. The link to all of those will be in the description. If you're on YouTube, please like and subscribe. Help the channel grow. It costs nothing. takes about a second, and you can always undo it if you change your mind later. And uh, make sure to ding that bell or subscribe, or follow, or do whatever on whatever platform you're on to never miss an episode. we got some good I Just Want to Talk episodes coming up. And I hope you've enjoyed this installment of Penalty on the Podcast or Overtime. You'll hear more of me next episode.